calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. All righty. How are you doing, Madigan? I feel like my energy is real soft and quiet today. <laughs> I'm just, I haven't left my house at all today, which I feel like hasn't happened in a minute. You know, mid pandy, I was, I'd go days, days, yeah, like without not leaving. leaving the house, not, you know, changing my clothes. And I haven't done that in a minute, but today I, I didn't even like take the deadbolt off of my door. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> Wait, no, um, I didn't even take the trash out. Didn't get the, the mail. I'm the opposite. I am sore, sweaty, and itchy. <laughs> my whole body hurts. I feel like I have mosquito bites from head to toe. And it's so unbelievably hot on this planet that I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, it's been really humid in L.A. too. Which is it, unusual. Like Los Angeles is generally a pretty dry heat. And the last yeah. like three weeks, it's been like moist outside. It's just Ugh. hot. It's hot. Hot and sticky. And I feel like it's that moist air that the mosquitoes love it as well. So it it's must all be. just like a perfect combination. Well, they love, you know, like water, bodies of water. I would assume that the moisture is coming from something like that. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist, Keegan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a scientist, so don't ask me about the weather. I have no idea. Um, but we should let the listeners know that we are recording remotely today. Um, I'm about to leave town to go to good old Ohio. And um, Madigan had a little bit of a... I had an exposure. An exposure. You know, yeah, that I feel fine. so like... <laughs> I've been exposed. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if that's the quote, but there's some sort of quote in, I think, Monsters, Inc. When, like, the sock touches the little kid and, like, he's yes. been exposed. It's, yeah. like, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Th there's a code for it. They're like, it's a 2919 or exactly. something like that's, that. Yeah. I watched exactly that movie what it is. so many times as a kid. I I love, 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 love that movie. A lot of people skated to that music too, the little instrumental like intro to it. Oh, it was great. So such a cute movie, such cute music. 
Um, but I feel like that's not what we're here to talk about today. Although I would love to have a Monsters, Inc. podcast and just talk about how adorable it is. Yeah. I mean, I wonder for how long that could go on. I think <laughs> you could really stretch it out. There's several movies involved. You could do deep dives on all the characters. Um, but unfortunately, that's not what you tuned into today. So no. let's get into talking about the news. I think the first thing that I have to talk about is probably similar to what's on your list. I mean, I do feel like we need to talk about the FBI searching Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yes. I mean, we certainly have to discuss it. Uh, I think that to us, it really kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere, but the FBI has been preparing for this for a super long time. I guess they had like this confidential human source who was able to identify which classified documents the former president was still like holding on to and this whole Did raid happened to specify that it was a human right it is okay. kind of interesting because i'm like oh okay thank you for telling me it's not like a robotic i mean i guess maybe it's not like an electronic source i don't know i don't really yeah, know what like, it's I, implying. I understand that like maybe it's implying that it's not something that they found electronically or they found right you know it's not information that they pulled from his devices or whatever um but i really do feel like if you just said that there's a confidential source most people totally would assume that that's a person <laughs> you know i mean this is very similar to like so if you're from the midwest keegan i'm sure you know this if if you like drive any stretch of time, you see like a million strip clubs and they oh, yeah. all have like the big flashing signs and stuff up front. Well, I was always so confused by when they would say like live girls and live nudes because in my young mind, I'd be like, well, why would I want to see dead ones? Yeah, like as opposed to dead, dead nudes. Right? Dead, yeah. dead girls and dead nudes. And I just, you know, my young mind was always very perplexed by that notion. So, yeah, it does kind of seem like a bit overstating a, a, a to tell strange. us that it's <laughs> yeah you know it's been a really rough week for Trump it has been a bad week for him so on Monday the FBI executed that search warrant at Mar-a-Lago which is his primary residence in Florida uh, and that was in connection with an in that was in connection with an investigation into the handling of classified documents which we'll, right. we'll get into and then on Tuesday, a federal appeals court denied his long-running effort to block the House committee from obtaining his tax returns. Uh, and then he was uh, deposed on Wednesday in New York. <laughs> it's all about, bad news. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all bad news. Let's get into it. Bad news for him. Not necessarily yeah, bad news I was going to say, you know? I, I feel nothing. I'm fine with it all. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm, of course I want this man to get his comeuppance in every way. I mean, there is a little bit of concern in terms of what this is doing to the culture war, you know, because mm -hmm. his base has turned it up to 11. You know, um, people on the right are losing their goddamn minds about this raid. I put like raid in quotes. I mean, a lot of places are reporting it as a raid, but I mean, really this was, they executed a search warrant. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Search, you know? Yeah. It was funny. Cause like, uh, I wasn't home for this, but Max turned the news on at one point being like, Oh God, what's Fox? He was like, I'm going to go to Fox news. No, I want to see what they're saying at this point. And it was like Sean Hannity or something. And Eric Trump was on and it was so funny he got this just like 30 second clip of Eric Trump being like what you'll find in there is you know letters that I wrote my father telling him how proud I am of him okay. and how he's been such a great leader of this country and Max is like he doesn't even know your name a hundred percent like and that to me is actually so sad because it sounds like the child of a narcissist 
Yes, you know, like it's, it's not really like, depressing. You're going to search his stuff and find that he kept all of the drawings I made in the second grade. It's like not that. It's that like you're going to find all the letters I wrote to daddy telling him how proud I was of him. You know, right. Um, exactly. And a lot of people have pointed like a lot of people on the right are like this came out of nowhere. We're completely blindsided. But the truth is that the search came after a visit in spring to Mar-a-Lago by federal agents including um, Justice Department counterintelligence officials. And they came there to discuss materials that the former president had improperly taken with him when he left the White House. So basically, he left the White House. He took a bunch of documents, official documents, sometimes classified documents with him. And he was already visited by federal agents who were like, hey, um, you really need to give those things back. (laughs) And it's really also hypocritical as well because there's something called the 1978 Presidential Records Act and Trump kind of used this law as a way of kind of like going after Hillary Clinton during the email scandal. And in response to that, Trump himself signed a law in 2018 that made it a felony to remove and retain certain classified documents. So he really just fucked over himself a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, when does anything he he does make sense? But nah, never. <laughs> this is also not the first time that he has been caught with shit that he shouldn't have. I mean, in the past, <laughs> he delayed returning fifteen boxes of material requested by officials with the National Archives for months. He only turned <sighs> it over in January of this year after the DOJ was like, "We're gonna like," <laughs> they threatened you know action. They were like, "We're gonna do something if you don't voluntarily." return this shit that you took absurd that he would be squirreling away so many of these documents i mean i'm sure there are tons of things in them that he doesn't want the country to know about and the world to know about but it's just like how stupid are you yeah i mean pretty stupid it turns out i mean (laughs) did we ever truly doubt that though we never did but It's funny to hear about the things that he's done in the past in terms of like how he's treated classified information in the past. So a lot of his aides reported finding classified briefs and official paper torn up during their time at the at the White House, you know, because he had access to all kinds of stuff. And so they would find it torn up, crumpled up and thrown in the toilet, clogging, clogging the toilet like he tried to flush classified documents like what? First Are we all, in a sitcom? What's going all, on? Why? Secondly, do you really think that that would work? Um, <laughs> You're just going to mess up the White House plumbing, and that's just a really bad day for everybody. But like, what? What is he? Is he getting rid of? his own classified documents when he's doing this in the White House? Or is he, like, getting rid of other stuff? Like, is he getting rid of the evidence of aliens? Like, what's going on? That I don't know. And I... I know that we don't know what was taken from his house either. I mean, I yeah, am a, of the a bunch of boxes. I'm of the belief that nobody would give Trump um, the information as to whether or not aliens existed, because you know that that man would have told everybody by now. Um, he also has in the past abused his ability to declassify information, sometimes dangerously. One time in 2019, he took a highly classified spy satellite image of an Iranian missile launch site declassified it because he's like I'm the president and I can declassify whatever I want to declassify declassified it and then released the photo on Twitter (laughs) 
So it's not difficult to believe that he took some shit from the White House that didn't belong to him and that the okay, stuff bye. that he took could have dangerous consequences. Oh you know? my so, gosh. Yeah, but Trump and his cronies are already saying, um, they've already made a statement that they see political value, potential political value in the search. Um, and his advisors have kind of said the same thing. His political team began sending fundraising solicitations about the search late on the night that it happened. They were already campaigning to their base, were being attacked, um, were being unfairly raided. The FBI is going to plant things in the house. Right. Well, and that was a big reason, too, why, like, they wanted to make sure that Trump wasn't there because they didn't want him to make it, like, a photo opportunity or, like, some bandstand moment for him. But I was like, he's going to find that either way, you know, and they did. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm no great defender of the FBI. I definitely don't think that the FBI is above planting shit. They do not it all, at all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised, uh, or I'm I'm not a defender of the FBI in that way. However, look, there's so much evidence that this man does crimes. I don't know that they need to do that. Exactly. And also, you know. Even though he's an idiot, he is a former president and there are all kinds of hoops you have to jump through and a lot of clearances you have to get in order to execute a search warrant on the home of a former president. So, yeah, it's not like they had no cause. Right. Truly. They had tons of cause. Yeah. I don't think that they would need to make anything up. I think his case is probably damning enough. Yeah, uh, I want to know what's in there, though. (laughs) I know I want to know what's in there, too. And I don't know if it's going to be released. But like I said, when we first started talking about this, the only real concern I have, because in moments like this, it's easy to be like, yes, (laughs) you know, like a fuck them up, you know. But there is a bit of a concern, not a concern, but just something to be aware of. Like anytime something like this happens, especially so close to the midterms, I get nervous that the culture war is going to flare back up, which it absolutely has in a really big way that his base is going to be reinvigorated in a big way. And you have seen that not just with um, his followers and supporters, but also with a lot of politicians on the right as well. Um, And they are saying some things that I think are actually pretty scary. Um, Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, he's a Republican leader in the House, suggested that he intended to investigate Attorney General Merrick B. Garland if Republicans took control of the chamber in November. So they're saying we're going to invest. They're basically like, if you can do this to Trump, then we are going to find a way to do this to all of you with or without cause. And then Mm. a lot of people, it's so funny to see Fox News kind of change their tune in turn in terms of law enforcement because so oh my god yeah defund the fbi <laughs> yes exactly like so many of them are like well we're gonna get rid of the fbi we're gonna do away with the fbi and i'm like oh you my guys are, gosh i thought you were the law and order party you what, are opaque <laughs> yeah you you wrong them one time they're a what is it fool me once shame on you me shame no Fool me once, shame on you. (laughs) Fool me twice, shame on me. They're like, you're not fooling me twice, FBI. We're done with you. It's so it's it's so ridiculous, but it is genuinely a little bit scary because when I was watching it is. Um, videos or reading articles about this, the comments inevitably there were people on the right, you know, who came out. This is a conspiracy. This is a witch hunt, which is of course the language Ugh. that Trump is using. Yeah, um, and really kind of 
that that whole civil war rhetoric is being thrown around a lot more. Right. Well, because that's like you said, that's exactly what Trump is saying. And they just parrot whatever Trump and his base are telling you. So if he's going to go on Fox News or any of his platforms and tell everybody that this again is part of this huge witch hunt, trying to take him down, of course, there's going to be an influx on social media of his supporters you know, fighting back at that. And it is just so unbelievably funny how hypocritical he's been. I mean, on social media today, I've also seen a lot of people I was seeing on social media that he once had, you know, made fun, not really made fun of somebody, but chastised them for pleading the fifth. Like if you were truly innocent, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't plead the fifth. And Trump is pleading the fifth. So it's just kind of, you know, all of his actions, you know, he changes his mind when it suits him. And he has brainwashed his base and his following enough that they're able to bend right along with him whenever their rhetoric changes, you know? Oh, and absolutely. that's what create that's what makes this war never ending because it it's still not complete. There's so many things, you know, I think about the January 6th hearings and now the Trump raid and all of these things, it is always continuing to amp things up because we can never just close that chapter, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. There's an ever evolving, we're working off of an ever evolving set of facts in quotes. Like, right. it's, it's, I feel like since he got elected, when he had like alternative facts, like that has never gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything that Trump says, he's he's double spoken many, many times. And so what you were talking about, Trump taking the fifth, he invoked the Fifth Amendment um, and declined to answer questions from the New York Attorney General this week. So that didn't have to do with the search of his home. Um, it had to do with a scheduled deposition that he had on Wednesday. Right. So he was being deposed by lawyers from the New York Attorney General, Letitia James's office, as part of a more than three-year civil investigation into whether the Trump organization misled lenders, insurers, and tax authorities by providing them misleading financial statements. Right. So, of course, he's all over his social media platform, Truth Social, saying that this is the, the greatest witch hunt in history. My great company and myself are being attacked from all sides, right? So... For those of you who don't know, the Fifth Amendment guarantees that an individual cannot be compelled by the government to provide information that might be incriminating against themselves. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. he is taking the fifth. He said, under the advice of my counsel and for all of the above reasons, I declined to answer the questions under the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen every citizen under the United States Constitution. And then throughout that four-hour deposition, um, he repeatedly said, same answer, when declining declining to respond. So he's just like, I pled the fifth. And then it's kind of like saying no comment, no comment, no answer. Same same answer, answer. same answer, same answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounds like it was a very uh, productive hearing. It's been a really fun week. (laughs) For Trump, you know, I feel like this year, what a red letter year for him. Just like all the January 6th stuff going on. He's got all of this stuff going on in his personal life. But, you know, to his point and his advisor's point, there is a way in which he can use this for political gain. And we'll see if he chooses to do that or not. Hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break before we continue on with the rest of our news stories. All right. Here's a quick question for you. 
How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right. What else Okay. <laughs> well, I've got something that I know is going to be a... It's going to be a longer conversation than just today, but we had so many messages this week asking to talk about this douche canoe, Andrew Tate, that I felt like I I needed to at least bring up the topic, talk about it a little bit. This guy is... He comes up on my TikTok all the time. Like, I see him on TikTok. He's... I, I struggle with this one, right? Because I understand why people want us to talk about him because really the word should be getting out about trying to force these social media platforms to deplatform him. Yeah. But I also don't want to give him any more fucking attention. Like, Yes. So we are not, this is what I'm saying. I said his name and this was like a big thing. I, I was thinking that we need to come up with like a code word for his name. So I only have to bring up his name once in this episode. What should we call him? <laughs> I mean, I think that our listeners... They're okay. I think we can. I think we can talk about him. And we're going to be okay. Just please don't seek him out. If you yeah, watch don't any of Google. his videos, just because the way that I see his videos is people um, putting them on like their TikToks and and like kind of talking about them and talking about why right. they're wrong. But even that, I just feel like the fact that he's his face is everywhere and he's brought up in the algorithm. Like there really is so much, and and his fan base is a big part of that and yeah. I didn't really take a lot of notes on this they're but awful. they're they're like flooding the algorithms to be sure that this person is being seen everywhere so this guy is a British American kickboxer and he has now like Egan said become like one of the most popular people on TikTok it doesn't even make sense that he's popular really because he's not it's it's just pure misogyny because he's yeah. not like charismatic or interesting but that's or why articulate. He's, like, but that's why he's popular. I think that one, he's popular because there are people like you and I that are like, I got to see this guy. What is going on? And they're almost like rage watching it. Like I know that there's a lot of people that will rage watch things. But then I also think that there's so many people 
in this world who agree with what he says or maybe agrees with part of what he says and what else he's saying like validates that like really bad feeling that they have and that's why they go back to watching these videos I mean it's the same thing as like right wing YouTube that we discussed we just recently re-uploaded that episode it's very similar where it is slowly indoctrinating people when they're watching it and it's validating people that already have some of these thoughts in their minds and just to go a little bit into some of the Absurd things that he says. I mean, it sounds like our DMs when trolls start messaging us, really. It's like Exactly. I mean, that's the thing about this guy is that it sounds like a 14-year-old with really, yeah. really bad takes. You know, it doesn't sound Very like... bad takes. But, like, also super evil takes. Like, he yeah, is violent gross. and terrifying. Yeah. Like, he believes that women belong in the home. They can't drive. That they're a man's property. Uh, a little bit worse than that, he thinks that rape victims should, quote, bear responsibility for their attacks. And he also says that he likes dating women aged 18 to 19 so he can, quote, make an imprint uh-huh. yeah, on them. I saw that like, one. It was pretty it's gross. super gross. So domestic abuse charities have spoken out against him, saying his videos have the ability to radicalize men and boys to commit harm offline. Obviously, we've talked about this so much with indoctrination online. Despite his content breaking TikTok's rules, which ban misogyny, I didn't know that. I like that misogyny is like a point to which things can be banned. Um, They've done very little to try to stop him. And it sounds like he's been doing these shenanigans for a while. So I'm not a fan of Big Brother. I've never watched the show, but I guess he was on Big Brother back in 2016 and he was ejected from the house after a video of him hitting a woman with a belt emerged. And then there was a second video that was that was released days later of him telling a woman to count the bruises he caused her. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's a very well, scary individual. Truly. Very scary. I mean, so he and I believe it was the woman involved that came out. were like, it was consensual sex. Like, it's fine. And like, if so, that's fine. Like, to each their own. But like. I did I don't know. There's something that I feel like is still important to mention about that. I just don't know the validity of all of that. Well, um, because his words, like verbally what he says is exactly. so violent and dangerous. And he talks about he doing has, exactly that. Right. And if he has so if he has these inclinations even in a consensual way, which I don't have any problem with. I'm like you do whatever you guys want in the bedroom if it's all consensual and safe. Um but if he already gets off on that, I feel like it can escalate if he then is always kind of being validated over and over again on the internet right. for these very violent, misogynistic beliefs that he has. Exactly. Like he, he has even said shit. He doesn't respect a single woman. Like, he has said shit about his sister. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, my sister is her husband's property now, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you are the worst. Yeah, like, what I do mean, you say he, about your mom? It's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I would love to know what his mom thinks cuz wow. Cuz his brother I'd like is to the call his way. mother. He lives with his brother and he said, you know, he is just like my brother is my bro. My brother could do anything. My brother could sleep with my wife. He could do all these and I I don't Ugh. care because he's my like and I'm like okay, so it sounds like you're in I need like to a find their mother's phone number relationship with your brother, but okay. Oh, gross. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he has been under the eye of law enforcement as well. They have apparently raided one of his 
raided one of his homes before under the fact that he had, you know, been abusing women. And apparently at one point he also fled to Romania and he was on Twitter and he's like, I only 40% like went to Romania to flee my abuse charges. I also what? just like wanted to go. Like, it's just. Okay. I only 40% went to <laughs> flee my charges. I mean, so it, th- with him, I just feel like, if and the the TikTok algorithm is pretty spot on, so most likely if you're on TikTok and you see him, it's going to be a stitch with something else. I feel like our listener base at least. But if it's not, if for whatever reason TikTok shows you one of his videos from his account, the best thing you can do is first of all don't watch it because that yeah. will count towards his views. So stop it. Yep. Pause Scroll the video, past it um, and report it. Like I think he needs to be reported as often as possible because it. We do need to send a message to TikTok. They're, they don't want to ban him because just like we talked about in our YouTube video, um, it keeps people, he gets views, right? So it, yeah. it keeps people engaged on the application. So they don't want to get rid of him. But I mean, like I've been shadow banned on TikTok for, for you know, people get banned on there all the time. And exactly. People have pointed out that, you know, especially minority creators get banned a lot mm-hmm. on TikTok and like this fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There is some there does seem to be some level of protection around him. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I think that reporting is definitely the best way to go about it. Don't interact with it. It just makes me so scared to think about because there's so many young kids Mm -hmm. that are on TikTok and just scrolling away and like, who knows what they would come across and what their like small minds are going to be inundated with like that's just terrifying to me I don't want someone growing up thinking that's okay yeah absolutely I feel 100% the same way I mean especially since we just re-uploaded that video if anybody you know is curious about how quickly the internet can radicalize someone go listen to our right-wing YouTube episode because we go into at least the algorithm on YouTube um, and how it can very quickly take you down a rabbit hole and I really enjoy TikTok it's actually like my favorite social media platform but I feel like because the algorithm is so strong on TikTok, it could radicalize you very quickly. And they have a huge responsibility to make sure that things like that stay off the platform for that reason. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about today? Um, no, I'm good. (laughs) We're about reaching that 30 minute mark. We've done enough chatting, right? All right. Well, thank you so much to everybody who reached out this week, letting us know what you wanted to hear. If there's anything that you want us to cover next week, please go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on our Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page. Last but not least, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a quick sentence about why you enjoy the show. All right, that's all we have for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to rate on. Bye! Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. 
That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.